Hello and welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. We are back and back in North America after a year away from the action stateside. The men were in action in Lake Louise, but the weather didn't play ball. Marcel definitely didn't get the weather pick right. Nugent left it. Ben, we definitely needed you to give us a good call on the weather. <laughs> I, I leave you guys. I leave you guys alone for one week, and this is what happens. We were supposed to have two downhills and a super G. We got away with one downhill, which was dominated by the Austrians. Kriechmeyer had to settle for second after Matthias Meyer laid one down. Beat Foitz, he rounded out the podium and surprised Odermatt in fourth place in the downhill, picking up some decent points in the overall. Whilst the women had their own weather troubles over in Killington, Vermont, they had planned to race GS and slalom. GS was cancelled after about seven, uh, and they just managed to get through the slalom where Schifrin made it five from five slaloms stateside at her home resort. Gentlemen, we would be talking about plenty of action. We've still got some brilliant action to talk about. But yeah, the men's downhill, at least one of them happened. Yeah, I was quite worried that we weren't going to get any action when they started uh, the the cancellation of the first race. It still looked fun, I'll be honest with you. I, like, they did really well considering just how much snow fell. Some of the pictures that, that Fist were putting up of them working on the course uh, after the last training run and before the first race that got cancelled, it must have taken a serious effort to clear a lot of that out of the way, obviously, as uh, you can probably attest to more, Ed. You, you do need to clear. You can't just mm. have soft snow around the edges of a, of a speed hill the way you can in, in slalom and GS. You know, these guys are going so fast, you really need to make sure everywhere is clear. So this did really well and the, and the local organisers did really well to, to clear that much of the mountain of, of brand new snow. Um, but yeah, it was like you said, it was great to see the, the speed guys back in action. Uh, and they have to have the cat track on it because you can't just, it's not like a GS where you can just sort of get a bunch of guys with their snow plows on, just pushing the snow to the side. They really have to, like you say, absolutely get it properly, properly away. Uh, and so I think they just said it was, there was too much new snow. And obviously with that fresh snow that comes down, just means the ice underneath is not quite as solid anymore. So uh, they have to sort of take that into account that the fact that the fresh snow uh, can thaw some of the ice pack that they've created from the uh, injection bar. So, yeah, a bit frustrating for the guys. But Marcel, pretty good day for the Austrians. And the Austrians, they seem to be on fire. They have like two out of three wins already this year, which is which is fairly impressive, I think. And obviously, from what I've heard in the media, like they're all super happy. It was just good a good overall team result. And Kriegmar and Meyer seem to be the favourites going into the season. But then you have like good old bad points <laughs> getting onto another podium as usual <laughs> he's like i should maybe put my money on him all the time anyway um but yeah i mean look if you look at it the uh, france max is fifth round Roman Baumann, half posture as well sixth <laughs> you don't get to claim him anymore you kicked him out you didn't want him and now you still can't have him I bet I bet they still say, well, it's like four and a half Austrians in the top ten. That's not too bad for four and, three and a half. half. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, uh, Eddie, you know how many times I've picked uh, Crazy Max to do some fun stuff. He did have a he did have a victory, I think, in uh, uh, Lake Louise at one point, or, or was it Beaver Creek that he had his? I can't remember. But he's 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 enjoyed the American snow almost a bit more than. Uh, the European snow, which is a bit a bit strange for an Austrian, but he has he has performed well there. Yeah, before, and, he, so and it wasn't good, his quickest in the second, 
he was quickest in second training run as well, I think, wasn't he? So he, he obviously likes, he obviously likes it there. And um, yeah, he uh, didn't quite get what he'd hoped for, but I think for him, who's had like the most crazy sort of rise and fall highs and lows of his career, I think that's actually probably sets him up quite well yeah. to go into, especially into Beaver Creek next weekend. He also, um, he also had like a lot of troubles during the, the preseason that he had to be injected in his like back. He wasn't sure if he could go into the first couple of races, if he would actually be racing them. So the, I think he got an injection a day before he left for North America. So that's, that's pretty good for him actually. And I mean, it seems like he's like Lewis is a, is a track that he really likes. Um, and he also has like that ability to not use the edges too much just like be a bit more on the gliding side and obviously probably good for him to make the best out of it for, yeah. for the first place already. Um, ben, who did you pick for downhill number two? I think I picked Kilda. I think Max, I think I put Max down for the first downhill uh, that was cancelled. And I think I had uh, uh, Alexander Ormott Kilda and he had by his standards a, a ninth. He was a second off down in, down in ninth, but I don't, I don't I'm watching his run. I don't remember any like huge errors, and it appeared he'd had the speed in the training runs. Obviously, there's only so much you can take away from those, but he was top five, I think, in both of the training runs. So it was, it was quite strange to see him that far back uh, on race day. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, it's like I said when Marcel and I were talking in the in the pre pod. It's actually a really easy place to just not be fast because there's not loads going on there. I mean, they've tra- they talked about it in commentary, how they've been putting in more terrain, especially at the top. Now that top jump is, it's decent size and all that stuff before you get onto Wee Waxing, uh, which is that flat section just after where the Super G start is about 20 seconds in, if you really want to nail where I'm talking about, <laughs> but they've tried to put in um, a, a bunch of terrain to try and spice it up a little bit. And they did that into that coach's corner jump. We saw quite a lot of athletes getting low and late, which actually is, you know, after a few training runs, obviously they're looking for tiger lines and stuff and trying to find something else. Uh, and it didn't quite work out, but yes, yeah, so I killed, I killed it. Just didn't quite see matter, but he is on, he's still on the comeback, isn't he technically from, from injury and stuff. So maybe actually that's a decent start. Um, likewise, Paris is on his way back from injury. So there's plenty of guys that are just still probably looking for miles under the feet, especially without being down in South America uh, this year, Ryan Cochran Siegel, he performed well in the training runs. Another guy coming back from injury um, that's looked like he he sort of found something in the training runs like killed it, but just wasn't able to put it down in race day yet. What do you think when they start messing with slopes to try and make them more interesting? If if the mountain and the run isn't interesting enough, find a better mountain. What, yeah, but you, to, like, you can't change the mountain. Yeah, but you can't do that. In, you can't do that in speed because you like they're classics aren't they they're pretty much every race is classic <laughs> so late louise I mean, they kind of call themselves classics but you know there's, there's so, only really so, like so two, yeah there's only like two or three that are actual classics um yeah but i think i think late louise is, is a brilliant race and it just again we talked about it before because it's not the most challenging like it's a good one for people to come out we saw uh pantero having a go at it you, you saw you see lots of guys coming there and actually as the first downhill of the season it's pretty good it just needs a little bit something in that sort of top half because until you get down to coach's corner there's not an awful lot going on in that track so i, I don't know i think it's okay isn't it it's a good it's, it is a good spectacle 
guess it depends on what they're changing. But obviously, we talked about in other ones where they kind of build up jumps or cut other way the back of jumps so they look bigger than they are, or so it's a better kind of spectacle for TV. But yeah, at, at, at times, but just the way the way I mean, maybe it's just the way that you described it. At, then about oh, they're trying to make it more interesting. I was like, well, there's a lot of mountains in the world. You're telling me there aren't interesting ones to ski down that are you know more yeah, challenging. Actually, that maybe it's money again. Like if you're going to go and create a whole new infrastructure for. For, for that and also it's the same one you go to you know what you're getting the hotels are the same the sort of travel infrastructure is the same the the safety is the same there's a lot that goes into uh especially speed especially speed like slalom you know those guys go very slowly and do loads of turns <laughs> so you can go, and, so you can and go anywhere <laughs> and they don't and they don't need to change the mountain for it to happen <laughs> I was, well, I was hoping for a bit more of a bite on that one, I'm afraid. Um, so, yeah, no, but with, with the speed ones, I think it's a little bit more tricky. But, um, but yeah, Kriegmeier looked pretty good. Meyer obviously looked better. He just, I don't know, you almost sort of saw him push out the gate and do those first 20 seconds and go, he just looked supremely confident. And a one, two, three for head as well shows that those skis are already flying over there. Can you remind me of my pig? Yeah, yeah, I can remind you of your pick, Marcel. I'm very, I'll very happily remind you of your pick alongside reminding you of my pick because uh, you went for Foyts and I went for Kriegmeier. Oh, for <laughs> sake. By the way, by the way, I just want to I just want to point that out to people out there. This was technically the first race of the year. So the first race I've actually picked Meyer to win. So I should be getting five points for this. Because it was <laughs> I knew this was coming up. <laughs> I knew that this was coming. It's technically the first race. So I should be getting, I mean, I'm happy with one point, but I should be getting five points here because then shifting one as well. So I would like to pick up a 10 again. No, because like, you went for the Hover. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I went for Schifrin. So I've, I've just extended, extended that buffer, Marcel. No, but I honestly, I think we should, we should be giving me the five point. Like anyone who picked Meyer because it's the first race. No, because that was the second yeah. downhill. The first, the first downhill race, was unfortunately, was yeah, cancelled. <laughs> yeah, but if you look at the downhills, like this is the first one. If you look at the result list, it's the first downhill. Let me hang on one sec. Let me just let me let me just check. No, 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 they said, sorry, no, it's the, it's the uh, second race. I just checked with uh, the organisers and they said, yeah. The, the, C, the CEO, rule checker, rule yeah. writer and everything else that it is uh, for so the just, uh, predictions with the Oracle. <laughs> but at least, at least for everyone who listens to the podcast, you can still trust in my picks. I picked the winner here. <laughs> Marcel. I just, got, I just got cheated again. Oh, yeah, no, it's not your fault. No, I had another person message in going, I've picked the same as Marcel. I should be worried, shouldn't I? <laughs> well, the, only, get the only thing that's worrying is that people are actually thinking I'm a, I'm a bad picker, so that's, like, not very good. <laughs> but, I'm um, assuming you don't get many emails with people saying they pick the same as me very often. No, we used to, but we used to Ben. Now, now nobody does. No, nobody even has to message me to say they pick the same as you because no one in their right mind is picking the same as you. I mean, you have your you have your sort of nostalgia picks. You pick from the heart. You don't pick from the head. You go, you know, crazy Max because you love Max Franz. You pick Tessa Worley because you love Tessa Worley. And so you you pick the people because you really like them, not because you think they're the fastest. And not because or in Marcel's case, you because you don't want to win. Yeah. You don't want to win. <laughs> He's taking a moral victory. It's like, you know, I like to gamble and I like to put my money on like the stuff that I think I'm going to win. So. This case, my first race, one, boom, 
No, not boom. I get, I'm Wrong. fairly sure. I'm fairly sure if you'd put money on with the bookies, they would not be paying out for. Yeah, but they come through the first one, so technically this is the first race. I think you would not get very. <laughs> very far I actually, if I if I can if I can go to a betting provider and verify that they would be paying out the first race anyway, do I get my five points? I will do it. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say. If you tell a lie a thousand times, it becomes the truth. So I'm just going to keep on banging on about it. Maybe at some stage, you will give me the five points. Yeah, so, so on, eventually, when, when I get the list up, you, you're just going to add five points to your own thing. Yeah, literally. I have my own Excel list anyway. Although, actually, that's a fair point. Uh, if anybody listening um, has any expertise in website maintenance, um, the guys that are behind our website become incredibly busy. And that isn't me. Uh, become incredibly busy and um, are not able to spend as much time on our website. So if anybody fancies helping out uh, the Ski Racing Podcast website, we'd be hugely appreciative. Um, just drop us an email or get in touch on social media. It would be very much appreciated. Um, but yeah, so Marcel, you you lost further ground to me, um, but you gained ground on Ben. Is that okay? It's like... You know, it's positive and negative. Like, it's just, it's more negative, I have to say, because I, um, I I'm, lo- I'm looking up, not down. Okay. <laughs> For now. <laughs> yeah, you tell him, Ben. Um, but yeah, just quickly before we, we switch off the men, Odomat looked pretty swift on those downhill boards. He was only 500s off the podium. He's only 500s behind Foyts. Uh, so picked up some healthy speed points this weekend. Um, it looks like he's seriously been working. I mean, I know that he's quick and speed anyway, but it looks like he's he's up for it, doesn't he? This year, properly up for speed racing. Yeah, he he does, and um, oh, oh, without changing subject immediately, Pantro previously has looked quite fast on the more glidey tracks um, when he's got the, the his setup right, but he he did not look particularly fast at all. So I, I don't know if that's an early pointer of, of how his speed season is going to go. But it, like you said, it's, it's brilliant for Odomat to get those solid positions under under his belt. Yeah. To try and effectively, he's not going to be picking up points in the slalom. So like, like we've talked about a couple of times, if you want that overall, you've got to be performing in three. And he had a pretty good start to the GS and a pretty good start to the downhill. So I guess when we get on to the Super G, we'll find out how his third discipline is going to be. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, Odermatt is, is certainly one of the big, big favourites this year. Um, and I guess, I mean, Pintero, he's never really... I don't, th- I don't think he's ever scored some downhill points. So I don't think he's... He's just probably doing it for, like, a bit of experience and... Well, he would have been doing it as training for the Super G, really, wouldn't he? In- yeah, exactly. And that's I think the same thing is going to be for Beaver Creek as well. I mean, look, obviously, for his sake, probably... The, the, the two super cheese are going to be the first, but I think we're going to touch on that later. But um, it's definitely an advantage for him, and I think the super cheese in Beaver Creek are more suited for his style of skiing. Yeah, and also the speed rate. Well, again, like you say, we'll talk about the, the Beaver Creek in a little bit, but te- it's quite a technical downhill, so is it, there's still some some stuff where he could actually. I mean, it's it's like a heavy, it's a heavy lifting, right? It's going to be four races in four days. So you kind of want to make sure you're not overdoing it because then you have to, when you're 
skiing GS and slalom, you have to then go back into Europe. Yeah. And have like another couple of races. Yeah. Back back. So no, it's, you... it is interesting. I mean, it, you can't get ahead of yourselves because we haven't really sort of kicked off the season. But just Odomat, Odomat's obviously flying, and so I wonder if that. I wonder if we'll see Pantero just. I think it'll be pressure that makes him start more downhills. Do you think, in terms of maybe, uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, if you if you look at the at the schedule, Odermatt will will have to perform now in December and not in those races because once they're done, like mo- like half of the speed season is done, yeah, and then the slalom starts, so it will even out at some stage. But obviously, he, if he can pull ahead, like that's putting a lot of pressure on other people. Yeah, um, yeah. who are also looking for the overall, not just Pintero, but in general. So I, I think it's it's really important. And, and he's obviously doing it really well so far. I mean, he's 150 points already after two races. But he needs to he needs to pull ahead because once the slalom, skis, yeah, the slalom season starts in January, it, it will be evening out itself a bit. But yeah, I think he's definitely the favourite this year. I think um, it's going to be it is going to go to and fro with yeah like the speed heavy starts and then the middle of Jan back into the tech. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a belter belter of a battle. Um, ben, anybody else to talk about in the speed stuff? Obviously, we've missed the we missed a downhill and a super G. So the super G is being rescheduled into Beaver Creek this coming weekend. The downhill's yet to be reallocated but that that'll get sorted before the end of the season so we should keep our sort of parity between the tech and the speed disciplines which is going to be important yeah i think it'd be just good to see the norwegians come a bit more to the front of the pack next week you know they've they've uh, been up there quite a lot in the last few years regardless of who it's been leading the way for them and the fact that kilda coming back from injury was the was was the best down in ninth was it's a bit unlike them. You normally see a lot more, yeah, of, of them up up the up the sharp end. So yeah, it was, it was a bit of a a bit of a strange one. But like we, I mean, the discussion is very similar to when we uh, have sold, and it's it's the first of their season. It was very weather interrupted, so they'll they'll, uh, they'll get running and hopefully this week see a few more uh, Vikings up the front. Yeah, the attacking Vikings will be back, no doubt. Um, but the men weren't the only racers in action this weekend. Yeah, the women also had weather-affected weekend. They were supposed to run uh, all of the GS as well as the slalom, but the conditions looked terrible. Did you guys see the stuff on social media about the weather on the Saturday? Looked brutal. Uh, so no wonder it got cancelled. I know they tried their best to... To, uh, to to get it run. I know there's plenty of conspiracies going around. The fact that Schifrin was down in sixth, like over a second off the pace, and then they decided to cancel it. But the weather was horrendous. <laughs> uh, so uh, those of you with your conspiracy hats on should take them off. Well, it's away. payback time for, for last year's Jasna race, right? Well, that's I checked. I was going to say, uh, they did get the slalom underway and um, Vlahova was leading after the first run. I sent a message to the group saying, I wonder if we'll get any uh, course workers taking a little bit longer whilst Vlahova was stood in the start gate before <laughs> before she took to her second run. But it didn't emerge. Didn't, that was a cynic in me thinking that somebody was going to do it. It's just didn't, good to have a bit of, sorry. I was going to say, I didn't time it, but it did seem like uh, there was a, a bit of a wait. Um, <laughs> there, were, there were slightly more replays uh, than, than there had been for the previous four or five people, but I don't think quite to the same extent of just like, oh, I was so excited. I forgot to change the gate. I was supposed to change. <laughs> I just, I just love a bit of like 
controversial action in race. I just like, I think it just spices it up a bit. Yeah, it's a good. It is good, isn't it? I mean, we're just kept, even if it just keeps us a little bit entertained, wondering if if. It's well, good. and even if it's not true, and we're just imagining stuff, I think it's still good hey, for us to go a bit off the piece. We go. We we say plenty of things that aren't true anyway. So. Yeah, basically everything you say is very controversial. Usually, <laughs> you're talking. But we did get we did get some racing underway, and it was Schifrin making it five from five slaloms in Killington, and she beat Vlahova by 0.75, three quarters of a second. Uh, Wendy Holdner back on the podium for another podium. You must be sick of podiums uh, that aren't the top step. Uh, Leonsberger looked like she found a little bit more form and just in terms of being close to the podium again, nowhere near uh, the speed that Schifrin and Vlahova, Vlahova obviously had that big mistake on the second run that cost her sort of amount of time but Schifrin did look unstoppable and Lena Dirt picking up a fifth after that double third in Levy the previous weekend so good, all in all good good racing actually I think that the piece held up well the conditions look really good I mean I know this this the, the, the blizzard conditions made it more tricky but actually underfoot it looked pretty good yeah the, it's, again considering the conditions they, they got a good race away that the light was a bit flat it certainly looked like for the slalom but it doesn't matter quite as much uh, when you're working with the with the slower speeds, but there still look to be some quite big gusts of winds yeah. uh, blowing blowing across even even in the slalom. Um, but you, you touched on it there, Ed. Uh, Vlahova had that big big mistake on the second run that that cost her. But if anything, I think you know we saw her have that uh, bit of a wobble uh, the back end of last season where things went very wrong um, very quickly. So. It was fairly good that she could kind of recover and stay on course without fully. Uh, yeah, it was in, a really impl- quick imploding. recovery. It looked like it could have gone, and, you know, zero points instead of eighty. Yeah, she, and Schifrin nearly went as well. She had one gate similarly where she got kicked right out, but just landed perfectly and yeah. just kind of picked the turn straight back up. Whereas Vlahova's mistake was one of those ones where it just it just kind of kills all of your momentum. It's one thing yeah. when you get shot out of a turn, at least you at least you've still got the acceleration on your side if you can control it when you get back to the floor. That um, core strength from Schifrin though after that banana, that was pretty impressive. The way she just was like real twisted up in the back seat and just brought that outside arm round, just really quick recovery. It's it's one of those I I do enjoy that watching. It doesn't really matter what discipline it is it is always fun where something goes a little bit wrong on someone's run and and you see them recover and that's what was so brilliant watching all those years of Marcel Hirscher because it seemed like every third or fourth gate he was making a recovery like that and that's how he went so fast so it's it's always brilliant when you get to see those, those kind of recoveries without blowing all of your speed I let Marcel talk now. I, I thought you were saying Marcel Mathes. Actually, you enjoyed that, but I'm sure I'm sure that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched. Uh, I watched him for years. It was brilliant. <laughs> but you know what? It's actually tying with Ingemar Denmark is fairly impressive, isn't it? I mean, how, how old is Schifrin? She's now 26. Yeah, 46. 46. 71 wins. Yeah. And another 110 podiums, or are they already included? What is? Well, it's her 46th World Cup win in slalom, and so that ties Denmark's slalom record, doesn't it? And it was just ridiculously good. I'm I'm wondering who's updating her Wikipedia page. I mean, that must be like a, a big task, actually. Can you imagine? Like every weekend, you have to add another win. 
<laughs> they probably just set it to auto update every yeah. week in advance. <laughs> Add two more wins. Yeah, I mean, she yeah, she's she's ski brilliant, and she looked. I, I was quite interested after the first run to see what kind of attack she had because we've seen a few times where she's not been winning on the first run where she kind of puts in a obviously really fast first run but just skiing within herself and, and and being very solid and then you just kind of see the the kind of gauntlet go down on the on on the second run um I, I think that was it was quite interesting to watch her kind of in the gate on the second run she looked like she had a, a, a look in her eyes that said she just wasn't going to be beaten today and like Ed said I don't think anyone's won a slalom in Killington other than her um so you know it takes a lot of determination to, to hold off Vlahova obviously she made a mistake but I think Vlahova can be pre- pressure, though, pretty though. happy with her yeah. I think she could be pretty happy with the work she's done she got the two wins last week and one mistake costing you the, the, the top step of the podium is not, not going to be the end of the world if you've come away from the first three races. If you told her she'd have two wins in a second, she probably would have said. I'll yeah, and that, and that recovery from Blahova, that that makes a big difference. You know, she still managed to pick up second, which seems ridiculous. But I think that shows you how far her and uh, Schifrin are ahead of the rest of the field at the moment. Leonsberger can't get close. We're looking at Wendy Holdner, who's only just coming back from injury, sort of being the next best challenger. She's barely done any tra- training because of those two broken wrists. So, um, in Lena Dur being close, and actually she pushed them relatively close in time, didn't she, over in Levy? So it's not like it was sort of those two and, and Lena Dur sort of picking up the scraps. She actually was pretty close. But this weekend, that the Schifrin was Schifrin and Vlahova just looked like they were in different league, and that consistency. Nobody else has that. We saw it from Leonsberger last year, but so far, no sign of it from her this year. I was going to say, Marcel, what's going on with all of the Austrian women's tech team not named Leonsberger? Yeah, I was I was actually reading about it today, and I think the head coach was, I don't think he was very impressed. I mean, he's, he's a bit of a, a tough man. Um, he's, a, he's a great coach, but he was, he was coaching um, Christofferson at its best. And he was saying that they're just not consistent enough. And with um, Leonsberger, I think she was trying to get more consistency, but like missing a bit of the speed. And I think she's like obviously not at the level that she was last year, at least not. But she had consistency last year and the speed, didn't she? I know, but look, it's like it's a tricky one. Like her off season must have been like full on. Like she won so much stuff, and there will be like media appointments and this and that. Like obviously. She's and now very, the pressure, now the expectation. Exactly. She's very focused and I'm, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm sure she would have not let it like come close to her, you know, doing all the other stuff. But obviously it does to a certain extent and you can't change it. And now that added pressure as well of everyone looking at her more than they've done before. And I think it's just a bit of a, like a, a normal reaction, I think, if you're not Michaela Schifrin. But I'm sure like, I mean, she still picks up like, fourth point uh, fourth places and fifth place and stuff it, it's not far off the podium but the the two one that the two girls like Schifrin and Lahova they're just obviously in another league so it's going to be tricky to get close to them this year but if she can if she can focus and if she can like get back on where she was last year roughly she might be a good contender for the Olympic Games because that's where the pressure is on on Schifrin and Lahova and she maybe can be a bit more relaxed at that uh, what? No, I think the Austrian Austrian pressure at the Olympics. Like that's the, no, but actually, you know, you know what? Like, roof, it, 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 it's it's a big pressure, but for for the Austrians, I feel like 
any ski race counts. It's if you win the overall World Cup, it's it's the same as you win an Olympic gold medal, right? Or if you win, like you know, it's for the Americans and and for other like countries where ski racing doesn't have like that standing. It's more important, and I, this is maybe just my personal opinion, but to have like an Olympic win because it gives you more exposure to like the media or to sponsors and stuff. And in Austria, it's like, I mean, you watched all year round, so it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, Marcel, I see what you're Marcel, do you uh, watch any of the skiing on I think, Austrian TV or is it all on just British TV? I, I do watch it on British TV. I'm really okay. sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it was, it was more to see what their coverage is like just because I was watching uh, American football last night and they had an advert on and it was talking about Schiffrin getting a win and it was titled Row 2. Beijing so their own that like that basically makes the point that you just you just said that they were they were talking about it as the, she's on her way to to Beijing she won a she won a world cup race today but they're already more focused about Beijing yeah, than you know, the, the world cup they wouldn't say like Schifrin's road to god knows like Cortina Dampetsa world championships like they that's yeah. like more interesting it's like the olympic games in america obviously as we all know they are very keen on on winning like the overall title and like the most medals and stuff and they're looking up to their superstars when it comes to olympics and it's the same with ski racing as well yeah and well, that's what i was asking if you watched on uh, on the austrian no, tv like, if, if no, they're talking about the olympics yet or if it's just week in week out world cup stuff and then when we get to the new year though it will be okay we need to make a squad selection soon no uh, i mean they will talk more about the squad selection rather than the olympic games itself mm-hmm. um but obviously the squad, I mean, the if, pressure everything, for... if everything Go happens on. like normally, it's it's probably it, the, the squad selects itself like after a couple of races anyway, because you have like four speed guys, like you have three now already who are in a good position to go to the Olympics. And then you have like, I mean, obviously Lightinger would have gone, but he's um, injured. But it's it's not as much of a focus as it is for, for other countries, um, to put it like... Um, well, I mean, you talk about the, the pressure on Leinsberger. A lot of that pressure now is going to be the pressure Hershey used to have of just dragging the rest of the squad along, not just the pressure of you won everything last year, do it again. Also, no one else on that squad looks like they can get near a podium. So it's all on her every race. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Kiara Meyer, Trooper, uh, Huber did all right last week, got made like a tenth last week, but still that was more of a anomaly than than the norm. Um, Gal Huber's always always injured. It's, it just seems like that uh, it is just Leansberger or, or no one on that tech side at the moment. Obviously, Bruner's a bit better when it comes to the GS side, but yeah, the yeah. the rest of the slalom girls they're just they've been around for a few years now, but they just don't mm. seem to be able to take that next step up. It's it's tricky when you have like one single person who's really good and the rest is like decent but not yeah, great you need the somebody to sort of you need that now it's it's also mentality. like you, you always talk about like how people how a team pushes itself right if you have a couple of really good and leansberger she's like i think she's very good at pushing herself so i don't necessarily think she needs like a big team that's great around her because i, I know she's very like self-aware so what is good and what is bad and stuff but obviously if you look at the Norwegians at their best or the Austrian men's team in like beginning of the 2000s at their best like they they definitely they, they did not have they had like 
Hermann Mayer, who was obviously like the most famous racer in the world, but then you had like still a great team behind it. So the, the pressure yeah. was like, put on multiple shoulders. Um, and for her, obviously, I don't think she will maybe shoulder all their pressure in, in her head, but obviously the media will push for that because they always do. And, and that's uh, is going to be tricky. Uh, it's going to yeah, be very yeah. tricky, but I'm sure she will be strong enough to to handle that. She seems like a very grounded and very focused girl. And I know her from for a long time. And I can just say the absolute best about her. She's great. Yeah, but I think that team environment is doing a lot of good for other nations, isn't it? You look at uh, Tveberg from Norway. She's been smashing it the last couple of rounds. You've got um, Paula Moulton. Obviously, she's been around for a little while, but that whole tech team has been pulling up, especially in GS with Nina O'Brien and AJ Hurt, and those ladies are all pushing together. Now the Swedes with Sven Larsson back, and then uh, that mega second-run charge of uh, Aronson Elfman moving up from like 28th or whatever she was, or 27th, up into like 15th. So you can see how that sort of starts to sort of breed a bit of success and that sort of pushes everybody through. Um, and don't forget Britain's Charlie Guest picking up another top 30 results, so cementing her place in the top 30 with a very, very credible 23rd. Um, it'll be interesting to see how she sort of just switches focus now from looking for a top 30 to get into that top 30 to then going, right, okay, you know, now I've got to consistently try and get in that top 20 and, and top 15 and all that sort of stuff and how that adjustment happens from making a second run, then getting start in the group and then sort of keep, keep that sort of momentum chain going. Yeah. I don't know a huge amount about that, Ed, um, but uh, uh, <laughs> it is, it is the next step and that's what you want to see. And obviously we've talked about it with the likes of Dave in the past when he's kind of gone away and, uh, you know, focused on Europa Cup for a bit and then really, catapulted himself up on the on on the world cup stage and charlie similar to alex tilly is, is is in that phase now where yeah she's getting consistent top 30s and now it's a case of okay let's turn one of those good start numbers on the second run a bit like um the the, the swedish girl aronson is it elfman aronson elfman ha have one of those ones where you really like put yourself in that top 15 and and give yourself the belief that that's where yeah. you belong. And, and then, you know, that will kind of breed the confidence. And as the start number comes down, you can take more risks and more chances because the conditions in, a, in the slopes in a better condition uh, and, you know, each, each race just be becomes better and better. And then, you know, win the Olympics, job down. Retire forever. Completed <laughs> it. Completed skiing. Um, just, I think we'll, we'll move on to what's coming up this weekend next, but, just wanted to say quickly on a technique that I've really enjoyed. And obviously only since um, the last couple of rounds, I've really been looking at her technique is uh, Andrea Schlokar. She looked really like on it this weekend. I know she finished 10th, which isn't necessarily on it when she's been on the, on the, well, she's won a world cup now in the parallel, but also been fourth in classic slalom, but she looks like she could turn that on. And with that little group of Provat and um, uh, Buchik in slalom is another little pod of, of uh of athletes hoping to push forward but that is going to be exciting to watch i think from her as the confidence comes and as that self-belief probably comes a bit more he's saying this is the uh livio magoni effect happening already yeah marcel's you love you love that chat don't you marcel i, I totally i mean it must be him bringing it bringing the heat 
Um, right. Well, we've we should probably move on. We've babbled on about two races pretty uh, for quite a long time, but we've got quite a lot of races to preview this coming weekend. So we are back in Beaver Creek for the men skiing at out proper altitude, and it's a long downhill, and it's up at three thousand plus meters. Uh, so it is a real, real test this one for the men with the big jumps. It's, it's as long. So you had to take it in two turns. You stopped halfway and then went again. Is that right? <laughs> well, with my time deficit, yeah, I did have a cup of tea. <laughs> I had a little cup of tea on the way down multiple times, actually. And at, the, at the GS start, you had a little coffee and then you kept on going, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I stopped to the top of the birds of pr- at the uh, at the Golden Eagle, sidestepped so down it and then carried on. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first, Ed. Safety first. I've seen what that jump does to people. I'm not going off it straight away. Uh, exactly. And the women are over in Lake Louise, hopefully with some better luck with the weather. Um, what are you most looking forward to this coming weekend, gents? Look, highlight. I mean, whilst we're talking weather, uh, currently, uh, Lake Louise does say it's going to be snowing at the weekend, so that could be one to keep an eye out for. Um, but, That's cool. Uh, nice one, cool. According to Google, whoever looks uh, uh, nice for uh, Beaver Creek, though. Well, that is good. But again, this is this is quite a few days out, so you know at least we're just like li- properly taking his role as meteorologist seriously. Well done. This just gives us another edge when you are on the on the podcast. Like that snow, we just didn't look at the snow forecast last week. Weather forecast. <laughs> Um, just just sloppy work Marcel if you want to try and take my mantle you know, you're gonna have to gonna have to put the effort in see I, I'd like to be the Joe Rogan of um of ski racing podcasts but I need to like cover all the angles and I'm just forgetting of half of them <laughs> don't need to be in Rome at the weekend you need to be out watching the ski racing I, I actually do but you know what actually I, I want to say something because Beaver Creek is like my favorite track I think it's beautiful if it's nice weather in Beaver Creek it's just going to be absolutely amazing. And it's on prime time on TV as well in, in Europe. So it's like, when is it? 7.15, 8.15. And it's just perfect. You lie on the sofa and you watch the ski race. It's beautiful weather and skiing and like everything else. I mean, that is just, that's just lovely. No, it is good. And it is like the snow out there is different. It's different out there, isn't it? The, uh, that sort of North American, really dry, grippy hero, but also bulletproof somehow i mean it feels a lot better than when you do it on ice like you you have a lot of grip you think oh my god i'm so good at skiing and then you're like, and then you're like seven seconds behind like maybe i'm not that great but it felt good <laughs> i'm gonna ask you a question which maybe i should know the answer to but where was this one of your best results here did you like racing here in beaver creek yeah uh no i mean i was i think i made like the top 15 once in GS, but I was not very good at it. I, I was just too many cakes. Too, too many cakes. No, I my, my lungs are not big enough. That's what I always said. <laughs> my lungs are too small. <laughs> it's not my fault that I'm getting tired for the last half minute. I just, my lungs are not big enough. That's what you get for smoking from such a young age, Marcel. <laughs> small lungs. Oh dear. Um, but yeah, no, but no GS this year, obviously. So we've got double Super G, double downhill for the men. Uh, and it is uh, Lake Louise replacement. So they st- racing starts on Thursday. So you're going to have to get your predictions in pronto. Uh, and your predictions for the whole weekend need to be in before the start 
of that first race, which is the Thursday, obviously, the Thursday, the Thursday. Don't miss the Thursday. Uh, and that is race one. And whether that actually goes ahead as race one, Marcel, it will still be race one. Got it? I'm, I'm not even commenting on that. <laughs> I feel... <laughs> He said, he said you needed to lie a thousand times before it's true. You're only on about a hundred. You can have to no, say no, it a lot no, more no. times if you want to get to a thousand. I, I try a different tactic now. I just sigh in silence. Okay. Um, ben, you, you may go first with your first Super G. You can go first in both Super Gs. Oh, wow. Is this because you want the first pick in the, in the downhills? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, caught me somewhat off guard. Um, so... Two super Gs. One of them definitely has to be uh, Creekmire. Um, which one? Which one is going to have to be Creekmire? You can't number one. them around. Number one. <laughs> be very sure? clear. Number one. I'm, I'm allowed to. You're not. That's the rules. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go Creekmire and Odomat. No, you can't pick two. He said I'm going first for both super Gs. How can he pick two, Oliver? <laughs> Like, I just did. He's got just no did, points. He's still got zero points for this this season. Uh, this is like actually, this is not fair. That's like this is getting a bit ridiculous now. <laughs> I did pick. I did pick Schifrin for the slalom. By the way, I do have five points. Oh, you, oh, right. No, that is not. We said you can't do that either because I picked Schifrin. No, no you didn't. I picked Schifrin. Are uh, you picked Schifrin? But we said on the podcast <laughs> that Ben cannot pick our picks. But this is like the rules. Just they they're so bendy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> So I get oh, so more lenient. I get more lenient rules because I get less points. So it doesn't really matter what the rules are for me. So oh, no, one's one. to, no one's trying to keep me down. That's a good one. <laughs> I, yeah, guess what? Guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna have the opposite. I'm gonna go for Odermatt and Kriegmeier. <laughs> oh, very very. Um... No, actually, no. Delete that. Um, take it <laughs> off the podcast. I'm gonna go for Pintero in the second grade. <laughs> so, not double. Not double Pintero. No, one Pintero. Just one. The first one owed a match. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very That's confident. Fair. Okay, well, I'm going to go Kilda race one uh, and then Kriegmeier race two. Or Maya, maybe. Oh. Ooh. Uh, no, Kriegmeier. Kilda Kriegmeier for me. Um, Marcel, before you blow your top, you can go first in the first downhill. Only in the first. I'm, I was expecting to get no. first in two. Okay, fine. I go for... Let me quickly think. I go for Matthias Meyer in the first downhill. Uh, so you're going Meyer. I'll go Foyts. Ben? I will go... I'll go, I'll go back to Creek Meyer and he's on electric form. Okay, and so then I'll do... Oh, can I pick somebody that isn't as obvious? Please do. Uh, Go ahead. Do 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 do. do. Oh, uh, Roman Bauman. No, I am going to go with Ryan Cochran Siegel. Race two. Nice, nice. Uh, who can Who's go next? Um, ben, Ben, you go ahead. No, such, such a gentleman. Oh, thanks. Um, I'm going to go with Matthias Meyer. And then Marcel, are you thinking? I go with DP, and I'm not talking about the champagne. I'm talking about Dominic Paris. <laughs> Trying to give him a new nickname. <laughs> oh, so no one took fights on the second day. Interesting. No, he's, he's gonna. He's he, he, he won't do it. He, he doesn't. You think he'll be? 
you think he'll be done after yeah. three successive podiums? He'll just yeah. take he some. Take he doesn't Sunday like off. podiums anyway. He's not very good at getting podiums. <laughs> okay, Marcel, you can choose which of the three races you go first for your your pick. I go for I in the women. This is how. What's the is it like downhill, downhill, downhill Super G. So downhill Friday, downhill Saturday. And well, I'll go for the first downhill. And Next. I'm going to say Lara Goot. So you're going to go Goot, Garami. What's uh, uh, the state of Goggia? Is she currently fit or injured? Well, right, right. As of right now, I think she's okay. <laughs> Not going to tell you. <laughs> but between now, knowing Goggia, between now and <laughs> Thursday or Friday, she could well be injured. Anything can happen. Um, so you're going to go her? Uh, no, I'm going to go uh, Suter for the first race. You're going to go Suter. Uh, well, that, I'll go Godge for that one. Ben? Uh, I will go Keeper Army for the second one. Uh, Marcel? No, no, me. I'm going to go <laughs> I'm going to go Suter. And I'm going to go Gotcha. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and oh, then, and then guess how's he got? How's he got a goot and gotcha? We should be No, I, I have. I think, we should, I think we should play it this way. We look at the standings before every race, and then the top three we are not allowed to pick. Well, Ed and like, I tried this in the first, the first two seasons. <laughs> it do, you don't get many points when you do it that way. Granted, we didn't actually have a, a scoring system at that point, but uh, yeah, yeah. But at that point, it was just for it was for you know. Just for you, moral you, victories. You weren't allowed to pick uh, Hersher or Schiffering ever. And we didn't get many picks right in that in, the, in that instance. <laughs> no, and, then, and that was the one time I picked Tessa and she won. Uh, yeah, because you weren't allowed to pick the favourites. You also weren't allowed to... We, we didn't go Christofferson then, because that was when they were properly like going for each other. In the good old days when Christofferson was winning races. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Super G, I'm going for Goot. What was your diamond pick? Suter. Oh, okay. So then I'm going to go Goot for Super G, Ben... No, no, it's uh, Marcel, actually. Marcel, who are you going for? Kaiser Vykovli. Right, okay. Is she going to be back? Is she back? I think so. Or was she injured? Well, she, didn't she break, didn't she break oh, herself I... at World Cup Finals? Oh, okay, no. Scra- <laughs> Scrap that. You're welcome. Scrap. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> that, is, that is actually very kind of you. Thank you so much. I should let you chuck yourself under the bus. <laughs> that, that would have not been very good. Ben, you go first. I need to find another pick. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Brignoni. Yeah, no bad. No bad. Oh, God, I wanted to go for her as well. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Is Schiffrin's going? Oof, I don't know. It's, I don't it's know. a danger when you pick speed events with, uh, with Schiffrin. Oh, you never know yeah, if she's going to show up There's or not, not another race attached to it, is there? So, uh, I go for Is Ledechka skiing or is she snowboarding? I think she'll be skiing. I think, I think she's skiing. I'll go for her. If she's snowboarding, you can text us a different option. Oh, fine. I'll take that option. Yeah. Ben doesn't make the rules. You can't do that. It's a freebie. <laughs> Free money. Free money, yeah. If only it was for money. Thank you very much. And uh, let's hope that we get some more racing uh, than uh, last weekend, shall we? Nice one. Until next time. Bye for now.